Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships. And that is a quote by Dr. Ivan Mesner. And welcome back to The Profitable Photographer. This is my mini class that I'm doing every other week based on my guide that you can download from lucydumascoaching.com slash gift about seven ways to attract your ideal clients. And this episode, I'm going to do number three and four. Number three kind of goes along with two and kind of merges into four. So I'm just going to continue on and that's where we're going. So number one was about figuring out who you are, because the more you know about yourself, your interests, what attracts people to you, your passions, what you would do for free if you didn't need the money, or even if you did, but you were getting money from somewhere else. Um, Because when you specialize and when you communicate well who you are to the outside world, the more authentic you are, the more fun you'll have and the more of a magnet you'll be for success. Number two is who are they? So I'm encouraging you to make a list of your ideal clients and think about who those might be. So their age, their income, what they do for fun, how they spend their extra money, that area of town where they live. My ideal clients do not live where I live, but I love living in this cute historic neighborhood in San Diego. It's called South Park. (laughs) Not like the TV show, but same name. Um, So I've chosen to run my business out of my home for 40 years, if you didn't know that. And people come to me because I make the effort to find them and then I draw them to me. So um, those are just some of the things that will help you identify your ideal clients. So now that you've done that, because I'm sure two weeks ago, you sat down with paper and pencil uh, and, a, and a good cup of coffee <laughs> or a beer and wrote down your ideal clients, which by the way, if you want to send those to me for some thoughts on that, send me an email, lucy at lucydumas.com. Tell me what your specialty would be and then your ideal clients. And I'd be happy to do a little, you know, little comments here and there. Okay. So number three in the seven tips or steps is you need to know where these people are. So as I've mentioned, my ideal clients are in different areas in San Diego than where I live. So by knowing where they are, I can plan my marketing. And for me, there is an area uh, that already has very fertile soil because 
many years ago, a photographer who inherited the business from his father changed his business from all purpose to targeting the luxury market and to selling wall portraits. And so years later, when I began marketing in that area, that people that live there already have wall portraits on their walls, already had experience with a professional who pretty much had retired by that time, good friends of mine. Um, So I found fertile soil there. Earlier in my career, when I was doing weddings, there were areas closer to San Diego because San Diego had not grown as much as it is now. And I began to discover that Point Loma and La Jolla and Mount Helix were my ideal clients for weddings. So figuring out where they are. So not just demographic, but where they are in terms of where do they hang out? Um, What charities, what activities do they engage in? Who are their friends? Where do they shop? There's a beautiful little neighborhood in um, Encinitas in San Diego County that used to be a warehouse district and all these little shops and restaurants have sprung up intentionally high-end luxury um, luxury shops and restaurants and services and a garden store. So that would be an ideal place for me to market to my ideal clients. I did get a nice relationship with a framer there and I was able to put some portraits on the wall in their frames. And I had clients from that. Uh, One of my friends actually opened a business there and he opened it with like his average sale was starting at $5,000, but he was in that perfect location. So he was able to command five to $20,000 sales right off the bat, almost as soon as he opened. So here's an example. And I'm reading from the the tips because I like what I wrote. I'm just going to read it. So for example, if your ideal client is a pet homer, pet homer, pet owner who lives in what I'll call Happyville, an upscale neighborhood near you, who supports animal shelters, who loves to shop in small boutique stores for their pet, like um, like the the pet stores that have gourmet foods and raw foods and uh, sell high-end clothing. Maybe there's a pet bakery they go to. Maybe there's a groomer that is uh, anyone who's anyone goes to the groomer. So if that is who your ideal client is, then think about um, all of the services that they might enjoy. So then you can figure out who they're, who the vets are that cater to your ideal client. Dog walkers, animal psychics, believe it or not, uh, that is a real thing. And people in Happyville, <laughs> some of them use them. Um, pet boutiques, like I said, bakeries, independent pet stores, dog parks. So not any dog park anywhere but a dog park in the area where your ideal clients hang out. 
Uh, there might be a farmer's market that is a dog-friendly farmer's market in that neighborhood or um, some other event that they would go to, like a pet expo. So now that you know where they hang out, then you can go on to the next step, which is how to pull them to you. One of the things to understand about marketing is there is marketing that is kind of telling the world, I'm here and I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful and I'm here. I exist and I exist where you, my ideal client, also exists. So that can be done with all kinds of things. Displays, great branding, websites, what's the search engine optimization. Those are things that get people having their eyeballs and their ears in your direction. And that starts to create an interest. But what I find is there's a second part to that. And I know we wish we could all just sit in our chairs, do search engine optimization, chitter chatter on Facebook or Instagram, and the phone rings off the hook. But that rarely happens. Now, it used to happen when I did children's photography because there were very few children's photographers and I was the one in San Diego that really loved newborns and promoted that and showed that. Um, and not newborns like what I now call the baby burritos, which uh, Ann Geddes um, was the first person I saw that did the, the little five-day-old babies wrapped and sleeping. I loved black and whites with newborns being cuddled in their parents' arms or over the shoulder or cradled in a little nest, that kind of thing. But anyway, it was easier for people to just come to me without a lot of effort. And I was pretty spoiled, <laughs> I would say, at that point. Um, and then when 2008, 2009 happened, at the same time as a tremendous amount of women came into this industry photographing children and selling their digitals for a very affordable price. I had to figure out how to go find my clients. And I have a favorite um, Gary Larson cartoon. If you don't know Gary Larson, look, look him up. Um, they used to be in the paper regularly, but um, anyway, he liked buzzards a lot. And one of my favorites well, my absolute favorite was two buzzards sitting on a desolate tree looking over a field of probably wildebeests. And the one vulture said, patience, heck, I'm going to go kill something. And <laughs> because a vulture, you know, a vulture just waits. So we need to go out there and be the, what would it be, the eagle or the hawk or the lion? But um, we're not going to actually kill anybody, so don't don't do that. <laughs> Whew, it's late afternoon now, so so um, my silly me silly meter is on. Okay, so we need to also find ways once we are communicating that we exist. We need to find ways to pull people to us. So again, this is step number four. Doing things where 
your intention is to get your name out there is not as effective as you would think unless then you have a plan for for people to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested. Tell me more. One of my um one of my guests, and I apologize, I can't remember who this was, but she pointed out that um when your search engine optimization is good, your client will be searching on Google or wherever and and be looking at several different potential clients and comparing and thinking they're doing their research. So when they come to you, they already think they know what a professional charge is, how it all works. And because I am high-end, I don't sell digital files. Um, I'm all about products. I don't list my pricing on my website. The likelihood that that the person who has found me through SEO will hire me is pretty slim. But if they've heard about me and or they have something like a gift certificate or a giveaway or a vendor giving them a, um, yeah, again, a gift certificate, charity event, something like that, then when they look me up and they find a website and they find lots of positive things about me, that supports the fact that I might be pretty good at what I do. So that is the act of pulling your clients to you once you've established enough credibility that when they look you up, they like what they see. So some of the things that you can do are gift certificates. So if I, again, was a pet photographer in Happyville, (laughs) I would find some vets that were in my ideal neighborhoods and I would build relationships with them. That is the quote where I said networking is farming. Or I would network to communities with communities who know the high-end vets and the the boutique pet stores and places where you can get a you know a birthday cake for a dog and such. Um, and I would offer a gift certificate program that's a customer retention program for them. Uh, one of the things I've done that's been very successful, and this can really be unsuccessful if you don't do it right, is charity events. And a lot of times at the charity events, I will offer a Buy It Now program where I attend the event, I'll do candidates of the event, and I offer 10 gift certificates for a, a flat fee that Right now, it's a $500 value, and maybe someone will donate 100 or 200 to get that. That all goes to the charity. And then I go home with a list of very hot prospects, people that have raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested. And then I get on the phone and start contacting them and booking consultations. And, you know, we're off and running. Um, Other ways... Our Facebook ads. I know a lot of people 
who Facebook ads are are one of their most successful ways. Um, it's basically a model call, but when you call it a an exactly a model call, sometimes there's a perception of a lower quality of a service or or maybe it's attracting people who want a model rather than um, an, an enter to win. One of the most successful things for several of my pet portrait coaching clients has been the pet expos and art shows in neighborhoods that are very pet friendly where they do a drawing for that. And the drawing is for a 16 by 20 or one of 10 second place prizes. The air quotes are because if I get 50 hot prospects, then all 50 of them are going to win the second place prize. Yes, I will award the first place prize. Absolutely. Um, But that has worked really well. One of my clients did this. It was his second time. And he, um, I wasn't there to guide every little step. We'd covered the idea, but anyway, I don't need to go into, we worked together and then we had a break and we worked together again. So when we worked together the second time, I helped him with every single thing about a horse show and his display and what he was giving away. And he went home with maybe a dozen great leads and people invested from a thousand to, I think he had it like an eight or $9,000 sale from this event. So again, it's, I talked um, last, last mini workshop about going fishing where the big fish are and making sure you have the bait and that you can reel them in and then you know what to do. Now, this isn't catch and release. If I were fishing, it would be catch and release. (laughs) But um, this is catch and pamper and give service and create amazing products for them and have them love you, love what you do. That's what this is all about. All right. So let's see. Is there anything else? Um, well, I want you to remember that when you find a way to draw a client to you in this step four, you need to also know how to turn them into ideal clients. That they are just potentials. And I do teach my profitable photographer sales system. So if you're interested in that, you can go to lucydumascoaching.com and book a 20-minute chat just to explore a little or just send me an email. Uh, I do have an online course that is uh, 12 episodes spelling out each of the six steps that I think goes into an incredible sale. So yeah, I'm not going to run down the steps right now. I'll leave you guessing on that for now. Um, So I'd love to connect with you. And I hope that you go get the guide. Again, lucydumascoaching.com slash gift and connect with me. And I'm hoping this is really helpful for you in this little uh, 15 minute or so little episode of The Profitable Photographer. So ta-ta for now. Bye. 
You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.